It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Medler, lovely cushion header for Gerrard! Oh, you're The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast. As always, I'm Andrew Pissarro. In here, we got the whole squad together today. Happy to have everybody back. With Alex Moss, Javier Arevalo, although to be fair, I'm usually one who's been missing out of late. But... I was about to say, you always start, I feel like uh, you always start with, as always, I'm like, wait, no, that's not true. Well, <laughs> you know, this time he's like, he's like, oh, it's been a while. You're like, as yeah, always, he started off, I'm Andrew started off Yeah, well, I mean, look, uh, last week, I would have been on last week's pod. Uh, I mean, he was I moving, know, first... we said that, yeah. First, first app in the new po- in the new apartment, a uh, smaller room, bigger apartment. No uh, internet. I actually, I, well, now we have internet, but yeah, uh, we we actually have a living room. My old pot, my old roommates. Uh, I had five roommates. We had two bathrooms, and we didn't really have uh, we didn't really have a living room area. So we now actually ha- I actually have that. Um, but yeah, excited about the new place, but more excited that the Champions League's finally back. Actually, more excited that Liverpool beat Southampton on Friday afternoon. But uh, yeah. These are the champions. The champions. I guess we are going to get into Liverpool straight away, so it's okay. Come on. Oh, shut the fuck up. No, no, we got to read. We have to read. Arsenal haven't played yet. I can't even, like, I can't talk about my team on the pod. So it's like. You you always seem to find a way. (sighs) This is an Arsenal preview. Yeah, I can't even do it on this pod. There's no relevance. No. Wait, when are we doing the Europa League preview? Uh, that's a you guys thing. Because oh, okay. I, I'm I'm too good for that. That's oh, all I can God. say. If you guys, yeah, want to Alex, do that, we definitely you should do, do that Europa on your preview. own. No, I was joking. If there is public demand for Javier and I to do a Europa League preview, then by all means, let me know, and uh, I will. Oh, not I'll like a separate pod, but maybe like a five minute thing on the end of the next pod or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This it is doesn't for even Tuesday, get its Wednesday, own pod. People only. <laughs> right. It doesn't right. get its own pod. Uh, all right, so let's before we get into the ties, uh, we'll start with the standings. Alex is on top with six correct picks. Uh, Javier and myself are tied with five. Um, Alex, relax, okay, relax. When Chelsea, when you, I'm just the right, champion. This is like winning the Community Shield. Like I'm like, the champion. Andrew and I are like <laughs> I, we're 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 the t- top of the league in the season. You're just a no. Far this is the away. Champions League. You're, this you're is the relegated. Champions League. This is uh, this is the this cup means more than the Premier League, so I'm I, I do well. Oh, the really? Because when I talk most. about that as a Liverpool fan, it doesn't mean shit. But we now have to have Alex league, is right. You have to have league titles picks. to back up your, uh, your 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 European title. You know, you can't just be okay. a one time okay. Sally. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I, we weren't a one time Sally. We were a five time Sally, boss. But uh, here we go. We'll start. We'll start with Liverpool. That 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 leads us right to it. We've got games this Tuesday. We've got games. Uh, this Wednesday as well, Liverpool Porto on Tuesday, Manchester City, uh, Tottenham versus Manchester City on Tuesday, IX Juventus on Wednesday, Manchester United, Barcelona on Wednesday. Um, Liverpool play Porto second year in a row. Uh, first leg is going to be at Anfield. The second leg will be the, the Wednesday following 
uh, that will be at Porto. Um, do we do we all want to just come out and say that we're all picking Liverpool, or how do we want to how do we want to do this? Well, we kind of we kind of did some foreplay on the Liverpool Bayern pod before we all came to the conclusion that we were picking Liverpool. But yeah, I mean, this is obviously uh, an easier test than uh, the seven times German champions. Uh, so. I think it's definitely benefited by the fact that the first leg this year is going to be at Anfield and obviously that uh, Porto aren't going to be missing two of their best defensive players in uh, Danilo Pereira in midfield. He's back and he's been playing well for them this season. Uh, And then the other player, uh, who was it? Uh, Felipe, their center back. Their like 29-year-old Brazilian center back who's playing now next to Pepe, who's returned to the club uh, from Besiktas. And of course, they have plenty of other great defensive players like Real Madrid-bound Ider Melitao, who plays at right back right now for them. It's uh, They're a much more solid defensive team than Liverpool came up against last year when they piped them 5-0 in the first leg in Portugal. If Porto can get like a draw out of this, a score draw out of the first leg at Anfield, 1-1, something like that, I think it's going to be a much more difficult prospect this year for Liverpool to go into uh, uh, go, go into the Dragao, that stadium with a crazy atmosphere, and basically be guaranteed a win in the second leg. It's not it's not an open and shut case. I'm still going to pick Liverpool because uh, simply they're they're leaps and bounds better this year than they were from last. I think it's a pretty simple equation at that point. I think you also like take into equation that what happened last year, and like it's almost all the same players. I know you said there's a few like additions on defense defensively and they're either going to have their, uh, you know, their, their back line is completely back. different. Their back line is completely different. There was no Pepe last year. No, Ida yeah, that's, fair. that's probably, yeah, there's definitely no, not going to uh, be like a five nil scoreline or anything like that. I don't think, but, but I think at Anfield, Liverpool will probably score three goals at least. Like I, I can't I agree. see, I can't see Porto keeping them out at Anfield. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, I think Porto I think need like a leg, huge effort to yeah, keep it to maybe one or two. Yeah, that's they have to put a massive two. effort to, to, to stop that. If maybe, maybe even if they lose 2-1. I could see them, if they lose 2-1 and they get a goal at Anfield, that they could definitely Sneak win. a 1-0. Yeah, win at the Dragao we've, we've seen Liverpool struggle away in the Champions League, other than obviously that Bayern Munich uh, game, but, which is the most recent one. So you probably need to take that into account most. But... You know, you guys aren't completely spotless away. It could take a bad day and maybe you guys oh, slip sure. up. But here's my here's my why I'm not worried about Liverpool in this tie. I think I think we'll beat Porto comfortably in the end. Probably over I think we can beat them by two goal by two to three goals on aggregate. And here's why. The reality is, as much as I want Liverpool to win the Champions League, the fan pressure is more on them to win the Premier League. And I feel like they're gonna go into this game with less pressure on to like go out there and like a nervy start in a premier league game and the fans like fall out immediately. I feel like it's not that they're not under pressure to do well. They, I feel like that there's less pressure because this isn't a premier league game and everyone wants them to push for that English title where I think this is going to give them an opportunity to just go play their game and do their stuff. And I feel like they might just ball out and maybe run train over Porto three nil at Anfield and then just go to Porto and, you know, work out a one, one draw and everyone goes home and we're fine. That's like, I'm not worried about Porto because it's not like, I'm more worried about Chelsea at Anfield in a couple weeks. I'm more worried next about week. going to Newcastle. Next Wait, week, what bro. about Musa yeah, Morega though? Stay ready. Uh, not only Musa Morega, but Tiquinho, the other uh, forward they play, they the reason that four four two works so well it, for them. They some good attackers, actually. Well, Abubakar has been like injured, and he's slowly coming back. But those two, Tiquinho and Musa Morega, they basically play as like def- like 
defensive strikers. They come back into that two-man midfield of uh, Hector Herrera and Danilo, and they basically help out in midfield. So one of them is always dropping in and helping defensively. It's the only way it can work. And I mean, it's going to be like a full def- like team effort if they get any kind of result at Anfield. And from there, they're going to have to improve off that to win uh, back home in Portugal and go through. It's it's not impossible. and I. But the thing I think that's pushing it towards Liverpool for me uh, is – Flipping it, what you just said, Andrew, about Liverpool's uh, domestic title push, Porto find themselves in a pretty similar position. They're three points ahead in the the title challenge right now, uh, ahead of Benfica, who have a game in hand and better goal difference. So it's neck and neck. And uh, Porto, I don't think, have won a title for five or six years, which is basically the equivalent of 30 years uh, that Liverpool haven't won the title to them. That's like an obscene amount of time for Porto to have not won the domestic title. So they're, I, who knows how focused they are on the Champions League. Maybe getting to the quarterfinals is good enough for them. But, uh, I mean, it's a much more interesting matchup to me than the next one we're going to talk about is. And I, I think there's more chance of Porto pulling an upset than there would be Tottenham, to be honest. You, I, I mean, I disagree with that. I think Tottenham. I know it's a weird, it's a weird take. I understand that Tottenham are a better team than Porto, but I feel like Porto, like they have the experience and like a better system to pull off an upset than someone like Tottenham will. Great segue, boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know if I agree with that, Alex. I really don't. I think, I think Tottenham have well, they're their first. Also, of all, second leg hope- at home. That's an advantage. Yeah, it is. Tottenham have the second uh, leg at Manchester City. Yes, but Tottenham have the, you know, it's the first ever European game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Why they didn't name it White Hart Lane is the dumbest shit ever. But Should we just jump onto that? Do you guys want to give your official picks for Liverpool-Porto? Are, yeah, are we, all, are we all picking we're, Liverpool we're here? All, yeah, we're I all think we're all, we're all in agreement here. Yeah. All right, so then the other game that's also on Tuesday is Manchester City and Tottenham. Manchester, Manchester City traveling to Tottenham. Uh, first European game ever going to be played at the Tottenham Stadium, which is... That place looked really cool uh, in the Crystal Palace game, though. Yeah, we, we were discussing they, about they it. They spurs the other it day. up again. Instead of a sixty-two thousand capacity stadium like they're supposed to have, so that they have more than uh, Arsenal, they actually have to remove uh, like two or three rows, and they're only they only have a capacity of like fifty-nine thousand two hundred, which is actually three hundred less than the Emirates. So, Spurs. They, they they messed up their space, but that, but but is that a trophy that but, you're going to take? Yeah, yeah. But that now that aside, it, it is a beautiful stadium. Like I was surprised how how like intimidating that wall looks. Mm. Um, yeah. And if they can like really make that rocking on European nights, then you know they could be a Dortmund type team where it just becomes a, you know cavernous and, and terrible atmosphere to go to. But can that's I just up proceed? to the Spurs fans to, to, to make it like that. You know? Can I just precede any discussion of Tottenham's chances uh, against Manchester City in this one uh, with the fact that the lead-in to us talking about Tottenham's chances is based entirely around their new stadium. Uh, when you're talking yeah. about that as like the main factor, that's that's when you know you're in trouble. Uh, we don't. <laughs> yeah, City have just had <laughs> Tottenham's number for like all of Pep's reign, basically. Like, has Pochettino beaten Pep? The first time they played against each other, it was Pep's first loss as Manchester City manager. Uh, I think they okay. won their first right. 10 games yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they yeah, went they to won the first 10 and games. Right. They have that record because – and then Pop, but then Pop beat them. But they've beaten them every then. time since then. Right. <laughs> and it's – and Tottenham – I mean sitting back and counterattacking is a strategy that makes sense on paper with someone like uh, Son. They're 
paciest player. Erickson started to play a little bit better and started to get on the score sheet and setting players up like he did in the Crystal Palace game. Delhi Alley's back from his injury and uh, defensively, you obviously worry about Tottenham because they they just seem to be full of mistakes this season. Uh, you can look at the Liverpool game recently. You can look at the Chelsea own goal that Trippier scored if, like a month or so ago. It's uh, it, they're certainly rife for the taking, and I'm going to pick Manchester City. Um, but they need like Tottenham need a huge showing in this first game. And I think you guys need to be right about there being some kind of magic involved with that stadium. Uh, if they win something like two nil or three, one or something like that, I think they could go to the Etihad and maybe get like a one. Now I, I do take into account Tottenham's performance against Dortmund, where this was a side that we thought, you know, could possibly beat Tottenham and, uh, I think did, Alex, you thought Dortmund were going to win that, right? Uh, I have to double check my pick, but I but, think I had Dortmund. But, yeah, I think Andrew but, and I both had but Dortmund. But I mean, that, that just that, to shut out a team as offensively good as Dortmund, um, I know they have fallen off a little bit in the in the second half of the year, but um, I, I think that's that you got to take that into into consideration. And I think Harry Winks coming back now; he's been injured the last few weeks. He was on the bench for the last game, and yeah, he's he's huge for Tottenham. He's so big for them. I think if they have like a healthy Harry Winks, Sissoko's been in unbelievable form. I mean, I've said we've talked a lot of shit on this pod about Musa Sissoko, but damn, this year the last like ten games or so, even when Tottenham lose, he's he's been Tottenham's player, best player, a bunch of times, which is crazy, and he still offensively is. You know, is still a liability, but like defensively, you Andrews ball, Liverpool mistake in three, two, yeah, one. Yeah, I've been waiting for <laughs> it. Yeah, I've been waiting. Yeah, for that one, that miss <laughs> was. Uh, by the way, by the way, uh, Mo Salah gave you guys the exactly how to do the opposite of that in the uh, Friday game against Southampton, which was uh, pr- pretty much an incredible fucking goal. We just just have just have to say it. Um, one player that I think we need to talk about real quick for City in, City in particular. Sergio Aguero didn't play today in the FA Cup semifinal. And I know Gabriel Jesus gets on the get you know got on the score sheet and whatever. What happened in that semifinal? They, they did win. They won 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. Okay. I, I, but, I saw it was 1-0. I just didn't know if it ended that way. Yeah, I, my biggest thing Manchester City are a different team when it's Aguero and when it's Jesus. Like they just are. And if if Aguero's not ready to go, Tottenham have to take those chances in that first game. They absolutely have to because I don't think they're gonna get it. They're not gonna get a ton of them. They have to be clinical, and they and they better pray that that somehow Aguero isn't fit for one of these because I feel like if Aguero is gonna be the guy who's gonna get it done for for Manchester City, but and you're, are you forgetting I, that Gabriel Jesus just scored in this game today for uh, for Brighton or against Brighton? Yeah, I know there's a difference between Brighton and Tottenham. But, you know, it, they and, don't lose that much with Gabriel Jesus coming in. Like he he had the the intelligence to get on the end of that amazing De Bruyne ball, which, you know, I, I, I can't imagine Kevin's playing back. in that team. Yeah, Kevin's Kevin back. is absolutely back. The last, like, two back. or three games, he's been he's running the show. unbelievable. He's just been, like, like, and his teammates have been messing up a bunch of chances. Like, like, you, like in the first 30 seconds of that game, uh, the last City game uh, that they played in the Premier League, De Bruyne put, like, a beautiful ball in back post that Jesus just, like, completely whiffed. It was literally a tap-in. Yeah. Like 30 seconds in, and there was like two or three that Jesus missed for that De Bruyne just put it right on a plate for him. And yeah, you got to think if Aguero plays and he's getting those balls, he's going to score two or three goals. So 
Yep. That's and, where and Tottenham's Tottenham's back line has been exposable. I mean, fine, they got the they got the clean sheet against Crystal Palace, but Liverpool certainly had their chances. Crystal Palace just laid down and gave them that win. It was uh, not for the opening thirty minutes. But no, yeah. yeah, yeah, they fought, but you could tell after the first, like even in the first half, you just knew eventually Tottenham. I mean, it just it was like the occasion was almost like too much for the players. They just were like, you know, they had to get a win on their first game at the stadium, like. I'll say this. I'm still going to take Manchester City to win, but I wouldn't be shocked if Tottenham, you know, this, this you know, this still is Europe. Like this still is I think Tottenham could get a draw in the first in the first leg. I wouldn't be Maybe shocked even if win. Tottenham somehow takes the I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if Tottenham takes the penalties. I mean, I, and, really? Okay. I don't know. With VAR, I, I just think the chance of penalties is just even more uh or even less likely than it was in the past. Because there's there's gonna be more goals awarded with VAR in uh, in effect. I'm gonna go with City too, but I think that Tottenham are gonna win that first game. They might win it like two one, or or it's or it's gonna be like a close draw. I don't think they're gonna lose that first game at Tottenham Stadium. The hmm. second game, I think they might lose like by three three goals or something, two or three goals, and and that's where the difference is gonna be made. But if they can come out in that first game and and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with Andrew. I think I think it's it's going to be closer than than people think, especially because the way that they've been playing in the Champions League, it looks like they really think they can do something in that. You know, now they have their stadium. I'm, I'm sure the players in their minds are thinking, let's fucking make something out of the season. Like you know, let's not fuck this up from here because they've got pretty good position in the league to finish top four. You know, this isn't of of the other Champions League teams. This is a team they know. I'm sure all the other ones. I don't know if they would have preferred maybe Liverpool, but other other than the other, like they, I don't think they would have preferred Juventus or Barca. So I don't know. I'm sure the Tottenham players won't be thinking that they can't get through here. I think they'll they'll definitely give themselves a fair shot, and 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 I, I think that that first game is going to be the uh, the key to the whole thing. I, I, the reality is, the reality is, Tottenham have the most overrated player in the Premier League, and that's Hugo Lloris, and he'll make up another fuck up on well, another high level. Going season. off of that. The most surprising difference between these two teams and the reason and the key that I think City will just win this one handily is the fact that if both teams want to control the the, the tempo and have possession, uh, Man City's always going to win for the simple fact that they have Ederson and Tottenham have Hugo Lloris. Hugo Lloris, if you look at his blunders, yes, he's had shot-stopping blunders and like regular basic goalkeeper errors, but he also has so many terrible passes out from the back where he's just not even like a, a reliable option for a center back to pass back to anymore because he's more scared to pass it back to his keeper than he is to kick it out for a throw-in. You saw it multiple times against Liverpool uh, last week. It's it's a problem. So that forces Tottenham into playing defensively, and from there, City can just pick them apart because defensively, they're just not that good anymore. So uh, I disagree with the notion that Tottenham really had that much of a chance. I said to you guys before we started recording, uh, I think Tottenham have the least chance of any of our underdogs uh, that we all seem to have agreed upon today. So um, yeah, I'd be willing to pick Porto or Ajax or uh, or uh, Man United before so I was willing to pick We're all picking Tottenham. City, but you know, I you think guys are giving Tottenham closer. slightly. Yeah, a, we're slightly giving a Tottenham a bit more. Of These a are the margins we have to draw when all of us are basically in agreement that yeah. the chalk is the most satisfying option this round. <laughs> all right, Ajax taking on Juventus, which is the first of the two Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday matchups. The interesting part about this is that Cristiano Ronaldo was again absent for Juventus this weekend as Juve 
beat AC Milan, and if uh, I think it's Genoa beats Napoli tomorrow, Juve are going to lock up another Serie A title. It would be the fastest Serie A title in the history of Serie A. Um, I still have no problem picking Juve. I know this is a good Ajax team. I know this is an Ajax team that went to Real Madrid and what was they won 3-1? 4 4-1. 4-1 and just absolutely just kicked uh, Real Madrid while they were down. Real Madrid had a really bad week. They lost to Barcelona in the Copa del Rey. They lost to Barcelona in the in the league and then they lost to Ajax in the Champions League. Um, you know, suck, sucks to be you guys. Um, but Got them Sizu back though. I, I don't think Zidane anyone back. anyone feels bad for them. They got their their Lord right. Savior back. They've won nope. Champions League four out of the last five years. They can go fuck themselves. Exactly. I hope they have a horrible time for the next like five, <laughs> ten years. I hope they, don't, they I hope they, they go won't. on another Galactico type like spending spree where they just spend like they won't, a Zidane billion and then they don't win anything for like ten years. But that's not gonna happen because it's not gonna likely. No. Uh but I this Ajax team is good, and I think they will push. The first game is at Ajax, and I think Ajax will give Juve a challenge. Yeah, Amsterdam Marina is is pretty incredible to uh, to be playing at. So. I I still like Juve to win two one or take a one one draw. I mean, we saw what Juve did in against against Atletico Madrid, which is a better team. I mean, Atletico Madrid. That that second half performance, for, the second leg performance from Atletico Madrid, might be one of the worst second legs I've ever seen in the history of the Champions League. In, of me watching the Champions League, they completely bottled that. Um, but I think Ronaldo or not, I still don't think Juve really have anything to be concerned about. Really? Come on, because Ajax, I, I think, are like the tastiest like underdog pick because yeah, they're so confident right now. They've scored at least three goals in their last three games that they've played, and they've played all of those since like March thirty first. So they've played like a lot of games in a short span, but they've scored like three goals, four goals, and five goals in those three uh, Dutch games. One of those was against PSV, the current leaders that they're like battling with for uh, the Eredivisie. So they're super confident right now. And that first game uh, at the Johan Cruyff Arena, I actually think Ajax will probably end up winning it, especially if Ronaldo uh, is either rested or just uh, left on the bench when coming back from this injury that he suffered with Portugal. So I I think Ajax might have a good chance to win that first leg 2-1, maybe even 3-1, because Allegri is – he's no uh, slouch when it comes to sitting deep defensively for the first leg. I'm basically saying I think this guy goes somewhat similar to the Atletico uh, tie. But instead of having Ronaldo for that first leg, they're missing him, and he comes back in the second leg, and Juventus uh, overcome Ajax at home and win the tie. I think that's a pretty reasonable expectation. Like, Juve are probably like. But, I mean, you got to think, like, they lost their first leg at home. And then they went. But to they the outplayed Real the entire game. They got so unlucky. Them? I mean, I don't know how. Like, and they got unlucky to lose two one at home. Like they were, they they created a bunch of chances in that game, and they've only gotten a lot better since then. So I don't know. I'm I I agree with you, Alex. Where I think this might be the closest of the of the four ties, and I I think that Ajax. I, I was saying to you guys before the pod, like Ajax is a super young team. They have some experience as well, but they have they have a good mix. But the core of the team is young, and during that whole tie against Real, there was just like a buzz and an energy around the team 
in both legs. Like even when they lost, you could tell like this is a really really good team. And it's surprising how, how you know how fast they move the ball, their ball movement. And I know Juventus are, are you know definitely more well drilled than what Real Madrid defensively. Yeah, absolutely. Like Juventus have have been absolute monsters defensively for. So I don't think that like. <laughs> Ajax, I don't think there's going to be a ton of goals in this tie. I may be wrong, but like maybe maybe Ajax's offense is too much to overcome. But I think it's going to be a, a, like a closer affair, just a couple of goals in, in each of the games, and it might even be like an away goal thing where teams go a team goes through on away goals. I, it's going to be like a basketball game where uh, <laughs> where one team is going to have to try and force the tempo and make it more, faster tempo open game, and that's of course Ajax. If it's like a slow methodical. Uh, knock down, drag you around kind of game where Juventus are just completely fine with conserving energy and sitting deep defensively and then just being efficient with their counterattacks and locking up once they go up 1-0 away, then you know Ajax are really going to struggle. But if they make it open and it's end-to-end and counterattacking, then Ajax have a pretty good cha- uh, chance. I-, I had a really nice uh, – or I-, I really enjoyed a uh, comparison that our friend Nico Morales made in a recent article – uh, previewing the Champions League, uh, where he, he basically compared Dusan Tadic to a new age, uh, Yo, uh, not Johan Cruyff, uh, Dennis Burkamp. And I was like, I, I can kind of see it. Like, he's obviously not as good as Dennis Burkamp, but like the role he's playing, the false nine for uh, Ajax, uh, the fact that he's left-footed, but mainly looking to create for the other wingers first is... It's interesting. And who, who would have thought that Dusan Tadic, the little Southampton winger that couldn't score to save his life for three years in the Premier League, turns into a new age Dennis Bergkamp. So, yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I, I think we got to mention also, I think defensively Juventus are probably better I mean, than a team like Barcelona. I mean, I know that like the players on Barca, you have PK and Umtiti, and you know, on, on paper they look much better. But like, Barca are buying Ajax's back line this summer, and they're going to be starting those players next year. Like, there's some unbelievable talent on that squad, and not just not just like not just the 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 you know Delict and well, we don't know if Barca's going to buy both, but most likely, um, probably. You know, and, His life isn't fair, and they're uh, oh, calm down, Alex Z- Zizic. He's another one that did I say that correct? Zizich, Zizic, Zizic, like, yeah, Zizic. He's he's another one that he's been unreal this year. I mean, he has like I want a him. ton of goals in the like he's yeah, he's I would love him at Arsenal too. I mean, again, another player that he's 100% he's a bit older. Get he's like 26, up. but well, he's, yeah, exactly. He's he's one of the mix of experience that, you know, uh Lasana Shone, the 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 guy who scored yeah, the, free, the free kick Dude, against Real Madrid. Ugh. Just they have a bunch of players who are in the absolute best form of their careers. They've mixed the academy players, like the ones that are getting sold, basically, uh, with experienced pros. Like bringing back Daly Blint and sticking him at center back next to Delict, and being making him like a mentor. You know, Tagliafico's got a decent amount of experience also fantastic. the left back. I mean, the guy then, the guy was really good. He was Argentina's arguably best player outside of Messi in the World Cup, and it's a good mix of. Experience. He's been awesome for Ajax as well. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm excited for this, uh, this tie more so than any of the other ties. You're you're not going to pick Ajax. I almost want to. Why none of us are going to pick Ajax? Come on, Javier, do it. I'll say why. Look, Ajax of Cristiano Ronaldo. I like. I I almost like one. They have Ronaldo. One. They have Ronaldo. (sighs) 
But two, I actually went to the Europa League final a couple years ago, and they lost to United. But a lot of those pieces aren't here anymore. Some of them still are, but a lot of them are gone. Look at the Juventus pieces. Look at how many of these guys have played in games like this on a regular basis. They're used to this. This might be some of the biggest games for. What do you say the same about like the Real players last year, or you know the the Real players in the tie before? Like they did this. Ajax did this not only against Real in the last round. They did it to Bayern Munich in the group stage. Those were some of the best group stage matches that we've seen in the Champions League this year. Um, I, I think, well, I think they, they've I think proven the experience themselves thing doesn't scare opposition. them. I feel like they, they fancy themselves against anyone. You know what? Am I, do it. I'm almost talking myself into it. Do it, Javier. Doing it. Give the people what they want. But the problem is, is if, 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 the, if the second leg – oh, the second leg, they just like they had it last time. Oh, man. I want to do it. I want to do it. Then. The second leg being at Juve is the biggest thing. Yeah, that's such a that's such a killer. I just feel like that they're gonna like Alex said. Like they're definitely gonna catch. I'm sure Juventus by surprise in the first leg and most likely also, win that game. But you're stalling. Also, Javier. Real Madrid. Oh, Real Madrid I am, clearly I am. didn't I don't want, take. I can't pull the trigger. I don't know. If Real I Madrid clearly didn't take IX seriously, and that's why Sergio Ramos perfect. Per, you know, said he got himself sent off in that first leg. You think Max Allegri is not going to take an Ajax team that knocked out Real Madrid yeah, and, not, and and and, and battled against Bayern Munich seriously? We're talking in There's circles one... at this point. Yeah, Javier, We're, make yeah. the decision. Do you shut have up, cojones or do you not? No, Juventus, Juventus. <laughs> oh my gosh, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's going to score three goals again in the last. In I'd the like to apologize year. to the listeners on behalf of the Ghost Goal Podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't. I apologize for absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah, I don't apologize, Alex. Why would I Manchester United. Manchester we, United at, with Ole at the wheel go to Barcelona. Well, they'll host the first game at Manchester United, and then they'll play the second leg at Barcelona where Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had the greatest moment of his career when they won a treble or whatever. It was in 99. No one cares. United were drawn or <laughs> handed a very tough one in this one. Um, I don't think they have the pieces in the back line to I, – I would love to see this end like 6-4 over two legs. You know what I mean? I would love to see just a goal – two goal fiestas. You know what I mean? That's what I want. Quick, I want that. Quick question. Who would you rather yeah. see win? Who would you rather play in the semifinals, oh. which we'll get to Oh, hold on. Shortly. That was something that we didn't talk about from the Juventus Ajax thing. If Manchester City get drawn Ajax in the <laughs> semifinal, that is the biggest bullshit in the history of mankind, okay? I know there's Manchester City fans on the internet pulling up about every goal that might have been offside or every foul that wasn't a foul on Liverpool this year. But if you are you honestly going to fucking sit here and talk to me about the cup run that you made in the League Cup where you played absolutely fucking no one and the FA Cup where you played a fucking semifinal against Brighton? I don't want to hear fucking shit from Manchester City fans because you guys haven't played a fucking hard opponent in any competition yet for god's sakes you do tottenham in this round if you don't fucking smash tottenham you don't you guys are nothing you're absolutely nothing oh, so man. i don't want to see you guys whine online if you get fucking honestly in the semifinals you can go piss up a fucking flagpole Andrew, Fuck you guys man Andrew, that's a good rant uh, Andrew. I th- like that, that was one. that was the best defense of anyone's uh attacks on liverpool getting lucky this season by a mile i've never like because that's 100% true. I mean, it doesn't really account for like the league because you guys have gotten lucky as shit with some of your wins in the league. But competition-wide, yeah, City have had a pretty tough run of – or a pretty easy run of things uh, in League Cup, FA Cup, and Champions League. So, yeah, that, that, that's let, warranted. Let, let's let's get back to the Champions League, guys. Are we – do we, does anyone think United have any sort of, sort of chance in this? Well, no, Andrew, so. answer the question of United or Barcelona. 
Oh, who you'd prefer? I mean, who you would prefer? prefer United. He doesn't want to play against no. Lionel Messi. No, no, he doesn't. No, yeah, I don't. See? <laughs> I, I don't want to play United. I'd rather play Barcelona. I'd rather play. Be, okay, think about because you know what Solskjaer is going to do against us. And it's going to be fucking shitty. It's, it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, you guys awful. are going to win though. It's You're be, guaranteed no, no, no. to go through if, sa- if you get United. No, it's not. No, it's not. What? It's going to be two gritty games where anything can happen off a set piece, and it's going to be horrendous soccer. Liverpool versus Barcelona might be one of the most entertaining semifinals we've seen in a long time. I actually, yeah, I mean, that. I want to see it. Yeah, Barca- Messi and, versus and Salah. I, I, you, you know, yeah. you know, like every like Messi versus everyone in Asia, everyone in Africa, like the Middle East. They're all going to be watching that game. Messi also, and Coutinho Suarez versus and Suarez Van Dijk. coming back. Coutinho and Suarez coming oh, back. No, so many storylines. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Like we are, we as football fans are owed. Liverpool Barcelona in the semifinals, you know Klopp, you know ruining the opportunity to coach a, a Luis Suarez Liverpool, um, Coutinho who hasn't really fit in well at Barcelona, may, maybe not even getting to play in the two le- in in his. He started against Atletico. Game. I'm pretty sure there's a good chance he would start at least one of those games, one of those two games. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I feel like that would be the the. And Do I Liverpool fans boo him? Oh, for sure. Luis Suarez is going to get applauded, but right. Coutinho is going to get booed. Coutinho is going to get the the Raheem Sterling effect, where every time he touches the ball, or the ball in a five yard radius. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's funny with I was having a conversation uh, with with a Liverpool fan on Monday um, about Coutinho and and whether or not if if the if we were offered Coutinho on loan next season. Because Barca didn't want him on the books, would I be okay with having him back? And it's like I don't know where he fits in the side anymore. He'd have to be kind of okay with playing backup to Sadio Mane on that left wing. Like he's not, he's not, a, he's not walking back into the. Starting he's also, he's also decidedly not a Jurgen Klopp midfielder. Like we know what Jurgen Klopp yeah, wants in his midfielders. Him, to be now. honest, if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be like, no. Well, I'd take him as a winger. I'd take him as like a as a backup in our in our front, or even like maybe a false nine playing that Firmino role. He wouldn't be as good at at it, but that's the only position he could play for us. He doesn't fit the system anymore. And and Klopp kind of showed that. Klopp only played Mane, Firmino, Coutinho, and Salah once, one, like a two or three times last year. So, um, but yeah, look. You'd rather see Barca. Barca. You'd rather see Barca. Yeah, I'd rather see Barca. But if we're, let's, let's get back, yeah, to we got a t- We haven't talked here. about the tie like at all. Um, uh, Manchester United do have the pieces that could score against Barcelona, but the problem is they have to keep out Barcelona, and I don't think that they can do that. Not I, at the I camp think, new. <laughs> yeah, not at the camp new. I, I think that the first games at Old Trafford, I wouldn't be surprised for a two-one Barcelona win, and then it's like three-one at Camp Nou. I want to see goals. I think we're going to see goals because I think you're going to see Manchester United fuck up defensively. I think this is going to be the most disparaging of the results. I think this is going to be like I, I just I don't I think this is the end of the road for United in this. I think they have to try and focus on making top four. I, I don't think any of those players probably think, oh yeah, we can win the Champions League because they're going to have to go through Barcelona. Liverpool, then if they win, Liverpool. most likely Liverpool, and then. Either City. Juventus or City in a final, like they're not, they're not gonna win. <laughs> they're not winning the Champions League. So those players got to be thinking to themselves, like, all right, well, let's do our best in that first game at Old Trafford, just like the Tottenham players are. And like, yeah, I, I, I can't even see them getting a result in that game. I don't. United just have to be clinical, and they have. I also to think United have been found out a little bit. 
I think like yeah. with the players that they have, they're a little bit limited. And they've been resorting in more recent weeks to more and more like sitting back and counterattacking, just like just like Mourinho. And it feels like they don't really have a plan B. They, I mean, we've seen them against maybe worse teams be able to try and play through teams, and, and Pogba's looked really good. But every time Pogba's played against a team that has had possession or that presses them, he's been a ghost. So, which is I don't weird know if because I'm Pogba, Pogba should be. To, Pogba should be your biggest weapon from getting out of a press. You know, he's basically basically a target man midfielder. He's been pretty terrible the last month. Well, okay, so I think that kind of coincides with they haven't been able to play Matic, Herrera, and Pogba all together in midfield for basically the last month. Uh, Matic and Herrera have had, like, different injuries at different times, and they've had to bring in McTominay and Fred and... Matic does also look terrible when he's coming back recently. I mean, he's still clearly, like, injured and just trying to play through it. It's just it, it wasn't what it, it what it once was, and that same I, I balance Pereira, isn't quite Pereira's there. Pogba's, looked good though. Pereira's looked good playing in the midfield. It's when, tough when, to ask when him Herrera to plays too much him. in here though for yeah. against Barcelona. He's, not, he's also he's always going to be an attacking midfielder who you're trying to convert into a player who can defend more. He's an attacking base player. They need. I mean, we've talked about this with about United forever. I mean, that's why they brought in Fred. That's why they brought in Matic. They still haven't found the player that's gonna, you know, help Pogba be. It should be Fred. No. They should be trying well, to make Fred. What if they gotten work. Lucas Torreira? That would have been. I mean, no, that that would have well, been. Well, I mean, Herrera's Herrera's going to PSG. It's it's not like official, but it's been. He's kind of said that uh, PSG are willing to to meet his two hundred thousand pound a week salary demands because United don't want to pay him that. So it's not like done, but it's it's likely. It's well, it's well talked about. On Manchester United Twitter, that that he's off for PSG, which I think is a smart pickup for PSG, to be totally honest. So but, it's not it's uh, not just Barcelona's uh, favorable matchup against United's when it comes when it comes to uh, their front line versus United's back line, because that is a pretty big difference in quality. But I think that midfield is ultimately going to be like the nail in the coffin because you've got any any combination of Arthur. Uh, Busquets, Rakitic, and Vidal playing together in midfield they, that will dominate. Been, they've been on such good form recently. They've been Rakitic, unreal. Ar- Artur is even better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, Artur he's is unbelievable. Right, he I've been big on that running. kid. For all, a long all, time. all the players in training when Since he Brazil? like first arrived were all just yeah, like, "Oh actually. yes, like this is who we've been missing." Like, thank you, coach. Like, and apparently well, no, I mean, he, they've just been and they, he's been incorporated chubby. more and more into the team. <laughs> I mean, no, obviously, that's the comparison everyone's making is Xavi, but he's a little bit. He's definitely a different player. He like he his his turns are very Xavi esque, and he tries to do through balls like that. But that's really the only defensively. I think he's better than Xavi. Like, yeah. he, he's got he's got a lot of nip about him, and I kind of like that. I I think that the 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 thing they got to sort out as Barcelona here is those center backs, and if 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 United can get uh, a Martial, Lingard, Rashford. That's healthy in that first leg. Um, I think they they might be able to score a couple a few goals on Barcelona, especially in the first leg. How many um, are we talking? In the second I, leg, they're going to have to sit back and maybe play Lukaku, and you know need someone to hold the ball up more. But I, you know, in that first leg, they're going to need that really busy, hardworking front line to to be to play to have any chance. Um, we're all going. We're all going Barcelona here. I mean, what are the chances you think one in ten? What are the chances that Barcelona, that, that Manchester United upset this? I'm going to say one, being the lowest. 
and I'm I'm gonna say one. That's like a four. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with like two. Because Tottenham two, to me is yeah. like a one. It's a one. It's a one out of ten scale, right? Like between. I mean, it's like percentage yeah. chance, chance. I'm basically giving United a forty percent chance to beat Barcelona. The Just, wild thing is, we are on we are on pace for a Barcelona Juventus Champions League final of Messi versus Ronaldo. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that. I would probably favor Man City against Juventus. So we're on pace probably for a, uh, a Man City-Barca final, which is even tastier. Pep, Pep. going back to Barca. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, Pep and, Pep and Madrid versus Barcelona. That's where the final is. All right. Uh, so so we, all, we all picked Barca. We give United we barely all any chance. Barca. We all made the same picks. We all made the same picks. I hate These us. are all the smart picks. I know. I, I do too, but – um, it, sometimes it'd be like that, you know, sometimes we really the, do, <laughs> but also too, like any, you know, any casual soccer fan could have seen this, uh, could have seen these draws and be like, okay, this is who's going to win. Like this isn't, it's not like the thing is none of us really, I, none of these teams that are underdogs other than maybe Ajax are really, I feel like in the form that could, could take down the, the favorite i don't well, really like let's put it this way if you're gonna pick an underdog to bet on to try and make some money pick ajax yeah, they have the most ajax. going for them and juventus yeah. are injured and a little bit limping at the minute yeah that's all I i'll would, say i would agree with that all right uh so champions league thank god it's back i'm super stoked for these games and we've got a shit ton of more contact coming out um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Pissarro at ASMOS92 at JavierRev9 and at GhostGoldPod. Like and subscribe on iTunes and leave a uh, five-star rating and review so you can help us help more people find our podcast. Um, yeah, we'll have more Premier League stuff coming out in the very near future, a Champions League semifinal preview when we get to it. And until then, see you.